At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus this is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's hour number two of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And got a great hour on tap as one of the gurus over here of baseball here at VSIN. We're going to be having on Mr. Spreadopedia himself, Jason Weingarten. He's going to be joining me. We're going to be taking a look at what we've gotten here in the early portion of the MLB season. Anything that he likes on the board for Sunday. So we're going to be having that chat in about 30 or so minutes. That is going to be 8.30 p.m. Pacific time. Eastern time, that is 11.30. Going to be taking a look at what we're going to be getting in the MLB for Sunday. We're also going to be taking a look at what we've got right now as well. And also going to be taking a look at a couple NBA previews as well. So we've got a great second hour here of the Greg Peterson Experience. And... Let's get you guys caught up on what we've got going down right now in the NBA or in the MLB. Yes, we've got one NBA game as currently with the Warriors up by 19 points on the on the Denver Nuggets. You've got right around five minutes remaining, so we're going to get to that in a few minutes. But right now, you've got the Houston Astros currently in the lead by a count of 4-0 over the Seattle Mariners. This is in the top of the seventh inning, and if you're looking to bet this one live, well. They're going to be laying quite a bit on the money line if you're looking to take a look at the Houston Astros as they're like a minus 4,000 favorite over here at DraftKings, but been very impressive to see how Justin Verlander has been able to come back after he wanted missing the entirety of last season and really pretty much all of the last two seasons in that 2020 season. I think he pitched in one game. It might have been two, but I'm pretty sure it was one, and he did not wind up having a lot of seasoning there, and 
Let's come back in. Let's look very solid in this one. And by the way, now the Houston Astros have the bases loaded right now with two outs in the top of the seventh inning with Justice Sheffield. Field starters currently going for the Seattle Mariners as Verlander. He has been rolling six innings pitch. 66 pitches, by the way. So very Maddox-esque performance here. And for the Seattle Mariners, wound up having Chris Flexen give up three runs over the course of six innings. In his start, he wound up giving up home run to Bogues Martin Maldonado. Not a bad start, not a great start for him, but now the bullpen trying their best to not light this game on fire because this could get really, really bad if the Seattle Mariners wind up giving up more runs than they already have. You've got the Yankees and the Orioles currently doing battle with the Orioles currently trailing by a count of 5-2. to two. This is in the bottom of the seventh inning, and all that you could ask for the Orioles is what would have happened if they wouldn't have squandered opportunities. They've left a few men on base in this one, six in total, and for the New York Yankees, Jameson Tyon winds up giving up a home run early in this game in the third inning. That was a two-run shot to Mr. Mullins, his second home run of the campaign, but ever since then, things have been able to come down, and the King, Michael King, is currently in for the New York Yankees, trying to be able to lend a little bit of relief, and for the Baltimore Orioles, all five runs that have been given up have been credited to the bullpen. So congratulations to the Baltimore Orioles for still not figuring out how to be able to get relief pitching. It is always appreciated. For the Colorado Rockies and Chicago Cubs, this game has already went comfortably over the total as you've got a 6-9 game. The Cubs currently trail the Colorado Rockies. This is a game that's in the bottom of the eighth inning. Antonio Sensatella, really good start here for the Colorado Rockies. Why is it giving up one run over the course of five innings? You've had the bullpen give up five runs, four of which were earned over the course of three innings, which has not been great. And for the Cubs, it's the exact opposite. Bullpen has actually been rock solid for them. Bullpen has come in for a four and a third innings, given up one run in the process, but Mark Leiter Jr. making his first start since the 2018 season. Boy, oh boy, he wound up giving up seven runs in three and a third innings. So that has really caused a big giant calamity. And then one other game to get you guys caught up on right now, that would be this Dodgers versus Reds game. And right now we've got no score across the board. Goose eggs for both as you've got Hunter Green, who is a very highly touted prospect, currently going for the Reds. Four punch-outs in three innings. Guy that's able to throw 100 miles an hour. And Reds are banking on him for the future. And for Julio Rios, currently throwing four shutout innings. And as a matter of fact, the only thing that he's allowed is a walk. So he's got a no-hitter going through four right now. Wound up winning 20 games, leading all the MLB last season with that regard. So you wound up having him look very solid here in the first four. So we're going to be taking a look at that as well. But how about if we wind up taking a look at a game that I'm going to be writing up for DK Nation on Sunday as we wind up seeing the San Diego Padres a little bit earlier on Saturday. Wind up falling to the Atlanta Braves by kind of 5-2. to two, And now they're going to be looking to be able to get a little bit of revenge with one of their studs, Hugh Darvish, going on the mound. He is going to be going up against Bryce Elder and... Right now with the Padres, you're finding them in between minus 124 and minus 135 favorites. So a little bit of variance here. Meanwhile, with the Braves, anywhere between plus 114 and plus 122. Total in most spots is an 8. I'm seeing a straight 7.5 at DraftKings with that juice. Minus 120 on the over. But I do take a look at the Padres. And I do think that this is going to be a good get-right spot for them. I want to say them a little bit closer to a minus 148 favorite. Because you take a look at who's going to be going. For the Braves and Mr. Elder. And he wound up making his MLB debut against Washington Nationals. Did allow for some relatively solid length in that one. Five and two-thirds innings. Did wind up giving up three runs in the process. But take a look at what he wound up doing at the minor league level last season. And the big thing for him, walks. 
He wound up making just seven starts at the AAA level. The other starts, they were at A-plus Rome, and he wound up being able to pitch in Mississippi at the AA level as well. But in his starts at the AAA level, 4.9 walks per nine innings. He actually does a good job of being able to keep the ball in the yard. Doesn't get just completely tattooed or anything like that. And I mean, the hits per nine does a good job of being able to lessen the contact there. But it's a case in which he just doesn't necessarily have great command. And when you wind up going up against the San Diego Padres lineup like you've got, that is going to be a little bit of doomsday for them because the bottom of the Padres lineup has been a little bit tough. Guys like C.J. Abrams, I think that he's going to have a relatively solid rookie season, but he's still trying to find himself a little bit. You've had Hassan Kim ever since he wanted coming over from the Korean baseball organization. He just has not been able to give you a lot. Manny Machado, he's been able to do a solid job of being a reach base. So, and then you take a look at the Atlanta Braves. And no question, this is a team that they've got a lot of good power. Marcel Ozuna has come back. He has looked very good for this Atlanta Braves team. You've also been able to have Ozzy Albies be able to give you four home runs already this season. Austin Riley, he's able to get on base for you. Adam Duvall has been a little bit hit or miss, but they themselves have quite a few guys like an Austin Dickerson at the bottom of the lineup that you just need to see a little bit more out of these guys as well. And when it comes to Padres' bullpen, it is one of the better ones out there in the big leagues. They were able to save quite a few of their bullets in the bullpen with what we wound up seeing on Saturday because Nabel Crisman has been stretched out a little bit more. He was able to lend three innings of relief for the Atlanta Braves. They've got a solid one as well. Kenley Jansen wound up closing out the game that we wound up seeing on Saturday. So unlikely that he's going to come out. Guys like A.J. Minter, Tyler Madzek, they're able to do a solid job. They're able to get the job done when they wind up entering into a lot of these games. But I do think that for Elder, just not going to be able to lend the same length as you, Darvish, which... Darvish, to say that ever since the All-Star break, he has not necessarily been the same pitcher from 2021, obviously, with regards to the All-Star break 2022. Not happened yet, but that said, ever since the 2021 All-Star break, to say that he has not necessarily been the same guy would be very, very generous, but you know that he is going to be able to go in there. He's going to be able to give you swings and misses. Big thing is, is he going to be able to limit the hard contact? Last year, wanted giving up right around 1.5 home runs per nine innings, so little bit of an issue there, but you know that you've got one of the better strikeout pitchers out there in the MLB. He does a good job of being able to just have solid command in general. And if you take a look at his home and road splits, they're just absolutely massive. Last season with the San Diego Padres, 338 home ERA. Whether it be before or after the All-Star break, he was rock solid at home. On the road, completely different story. Road ERA hovered right around a 5-5. So I do think that him... Being able to just get in front of the friendly confines, being able to pitch in that pitcher-friendly ballpark of San Diego is big. And this is also the Sunday night baseball game. So this is a case in which the nerves might wind up getting to a young guy like an elder in this spot. So I do take a look at the San Diego Padres. I do think that they're going to be able to get up off the mat, get it done. Do you mind saying this little 8.6 as well? I do think that the Padres are going to be able to have some rock-solid offense in this one. So... What I'm going to be writing up for DK Nation is going to be the San Diego Padres, and I'm going to be taking a look at this total over as well. And when it comes to what else we're going to be getting on Sunday as well, we're going to have the Cleveland Guardians and the San Francisco Giants doing battle. This is going to be a good one, 979, 980 on the board. We've seen a little bit of shift here with the San Francisco Giants. They wind up opening up a minus 140 favorite. Now in a lot of spots, you're finding this a little bit closer to a 125, and your total on this game it is anywhere between 7.5 and 8 with the 7.5. Most of those books have the juice on the over at minus 120. Meanwhile, if you're taking a look at an 8, we're seeing some of those as well. That under is more around a minus 115. And I did wind up saying my total at an 8.7. 
with the Cleveland Guardians. I don't think that they're going to be able to keep up quite the offense that we've had here in the early part of the season because they're averaging darn near eight runs per game to lead things off. But that said, with Cleveland Guardians, this is a team that I do think that you have to adjust and say, you know what, maybe this team is not going to be as terrible on offense as we were thinking as well. Stephen Kwan hitting right around a 400 has been massive for the team. And the guy that is really going under the radar because we all talked about Mr. Kwan, his relatively good start. Owen Miller is hitting a 560 right now for the Guardians. I'll go out here on a limb and I'll say, you know what, I don't think that at the end of the year, if he winds up being a qualifying hitter, that he's going to be hitting a 560. But when it comes to this Giants team, what this team does a solid job of is they do a nice job with regards to their platoon splits, being able to have those righty-lefty matchups because you've noticed Jack Peterson has come in. He's got a 400 on base for the team. Darren Ruff is someone that wound up having a home, a home run every about 13 or so at bats last season. Brandon Belt, same goes for him. It's been a very solid team with that regard. And then even guys like a Wilmer Flores are able to do a solid job. It'll be a reach base for you. Both of these teams have solid bullpens, but with that said, the better bullpen, in my opinion, goes with the San Francisco Giants as they were the only team with a sub-3 ERA in their bullpen last season. And you do take a look at the Giants, and Alex Wood wound up having a 420-ish road ERA last season, but Aaron Savali did not deserve the ERA that he wound up getting last season. A 12-5 and record, despite the fact that in right around a 4-5-ish ERA, opponents wound up hitting north of a 250 off of them. So I do take a look at the spot, and I look at the over. Waiting on a little bit of a line move on the Giants. Set them more around a minus 122. We've already seen this come down by 15 cents. So going to try to see if we can get a minus 120 here. So that is pretty much my plan of attack with regards to that money line. And coming up next, going to give a little bit of a plan of attack with regards to what we're going to be seeing a little bit later on with regards to the NBA. That's right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Are you tired of the same old, same old when it comes to nicotine? Have you been looking, hoping, wishing, and wanting a more satisfying, discreet, or smoke-free way to be able to enjoy experiencing nicotine? Well, look for just three letters. Z-Y-N. Because Zen Nicotine Pouches are a satisfying, smoke-free, spit-free tobacco alternative. They come in 10 different varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more for your convenience. Each variety comes in two strengths, so that way you're easily able to find the satisfaction level that is perfect for you. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch, and it is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning that it's ever been easier to find your Zen. So head over to Zen.com slash find to be able to locate a store that is nearest here. That is ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this is a product that contains nicotine, and nicotine, it is a addictive chemical. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience with myself, Right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. And just letting you guys know, we've still got a no-hitter watch with regards to the LA Dodgers. A little bit early on, but top of the fifth inning, the Cincinnati Reds currently getting no-hit by Julio Arias and the Dodgers. Currently 0-0 zero zero as Hunter Green has been able to match that for the Cincinnati Reds. Has given up a pair of hits thus far, but right now we've got a nice pitcher's duel that's going on out there. And if you're taking a look at the Warriors versus the... The Warriors versus the... Denver Nuggets game. This one has one final and a game that was on a very much an under trajectory throughout. Why is it going over in the latter stages of this game? You wind up seeing a massive explosion late with regards to the scoring and it is the Warriors that wind up getting the job done and being able to get the cover by a count of 123 to 107. So you wrap up the day with all but one of the games out there in the NBA winding up going over the total. The lone under wound up being in the Utah Jazz versus Dallas Mavericks game, and not necessarily a bad day for the favorites in this one, as the Utah Jazz, they open up a three-point underdog when they thought that Luka Doncic might wind up playing in this one. They wind up closing more around a five-and-a-half-point favorite. They were able to cover that one. The Philadelphia 76ers cover very easily as well, 131-111. to 111. The lone outlier with regards to favorites were the Memphis Grizzlies as between a six-and-a-half to a seven-point favorite, losing outright to the Minnesota Timberwolves. We shall see if that winds up being the case here on Sunday as well. Right through in the first hour, the Hawks versus Heat, along with the Nets versus Celtics game. If you want to missing that, visa.com slash podcast. We've got you guys covered there. But how about if we wind up going with the games that are going to be played a little bit later on in the day? We're going to start with the Chicago Bulls versus Milwaukee Bucks game. Bucks are finding themselves as a 10-point favorite pretty much across the board. Total on this game, everywhere between 229 and 229.5. This is a little bit high delay. Just before the game in general, this is something that if you're maybe looking in-game, perhaps you wind up having the Bulls wind up getting on a little bit of a run, and instead of laying 10, instead you're able to lay 6, you're able to lay like a 5.5. Maybe it's even more like a 6.5 to a 7, but I would say try to reduce this, if at all humanly possible, because it's a case in which 
I think that the Bucks should be able to win this series quite comfortably. You just take a look at the way that the Bulls have played against top four teams, and they've got like one win to their credit the entirety of the season. In both the Eastern and Western Conference, they just have not been able to get the job done against these better teams. But that said, this is a Milwaukee Bucks team that they obviously have Giannis attended the Kupo. We all know what he's going to be able to provide for this team. Does it all being able to stuff the statue with right around 30 points, 11 half boards. Does a good job of being able to out some assists as well. But DeMar DeRozan, he's able to go off and if he winds up having a big game, it could be a case in which the Bulls wind up being able to hang in there. A guy that's able to score 28 points per contest wound up seeing himself towards the middle slash back half of the season in the MVP discussion. Just did not wind up having enough at the end, but certainly someone that is able to go off on any given night. The big thing is the support just is not necessarily there around him. And this doesn't necessarily feel like the world's greatest blend with regards to Chicago Bulls because you take a look at Nikolai Vucevic. It just doesn't feel like he necessarily fits the world's greatest with regards to this Bulls team. A guy that has been able to give you right around 17 and a half points per contest, but we've seen it here in the latter half of the season. Just hasn't been able to rebound the way that he did towards the first half of it. And that is a little bit of a liability for this Bulls team. Ayo DeSumo has been able to come in. He's actually been very solid in the backcourt. He and Alex Caruso, that guys are going to go out there and score like 30 points on any given night. But both of these guys do a nice job of really knowing their role. They do a good job of being able to dish out the ball as well. So you do have a Bulls team that they've got that going for them. But what else is really big for the team is that you were expecting them to have Pat Williams really be able to come to the forefront. A guy that they wanted to be utilizing a lottery pickup on. He wanted getting injured just very on, early on during the season. So that wound up hurting them quite a bit. He should probably be able to go in this series. Wound up seeing a couple games of ramp up prior to that. And what you're going to be able to get out of him, I think, is actually something that you want to be taking note of. Because in that last game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, 35 points, four boards, four assists. The Bulls wound up taking him after he wound up really only being a sixth man at Florida State. He wasn't even starting for these Seminoles, but he wound up having a lot of just raw athleticism, a lot of upside. So they wound up being able to take a shot on him, and they're hoping to be able to reap the rewards sooner rather than later. And that is something that, if I'm taking a look at this series, that that's the one factor that you just have a little bit of unsurety about. And with regards to Milwaukee Bucks, they're right now having to start Wesley Matthews out there. Wesley Matthews, a guy that I mean, we're going to call what it is. He's long in the tooth, 35 years old. He's been playing for 100 million billion years, still able to give you couple of knockdown three-point shots, but still not necessarily a guy that you want to be going all in on, and it is a Milwaukee Bucks team that the depth is thin with them. Bobby Portis, he's able to do a really good job of being able to provide this team some nice energy, and you got to love what you're able to get out of Chris Middleton as well. I mean, just all throughout the season, 20 points, five and a half boards, five and a half assists. Guy does a great job of being able to knock down shots, really does a nice job of being able to space the floor in general, but I do take a look at the Bucks. Do they have the just more sheer talent in general. Absolutely. Is the Bucks going to be able to win this series and win the series comfortably? Yes. Do not feel comfortable about laying 10 with them, though. I do think that this is a total that we could wind up seeing a little bit of an under on as well with the Chicago Bulls. Has been hit or miss with regards to the defense. I think that that's the best way of being able to put it. But this is an offense that they sometimes go through their peaks and their valleys. I do think that the Bucks are starting to really find themselves on defense a little bit more as well. So if I'm looking anywhere, I'm looking at the points and the under, but this is something that I would rather in-game rather than taking a look at it just prior to it. And then we've got the lone Western Conference game that we're going to be seeing on Sunday here to finish things up as you've got the Phoenix Suns 
they're going to be playing out to the New Orleans Pelicans. Pelicans find themselves a 10 and a half point underdog. Total on this game is 225. And with the Pelicans, I mean, it's been one of the more dramatic turnarounds that we've ever seen. They wound up winning just one out of the first seven games. They looked dead in the water at the beginning of the season. They've got no Zion Williamson out there, and yet they still have been able to get it done night in and night out. And I think that that's a real testament to the way that the ancillary pieces have been able to pick it up for the team. You take a look at what you've been able to get out of Jonas Valanciunas. He's been able to do a solid job really holding things down down low for the team, right around 18 points, 11 half rebounds per game. Certainly not one of the most exciting players that you're ever going to find, but a guy that had six foot 11 is able to shoot the three relatively well. That has been a big cog for the team and the way that he's able to give the team some nice defensive presence. That is going to be very big. And it's a Phoenix Suns team that I feel like they are a little bit of a chameleon because you take a look at the offensive numbers for the team. They are absolutely supreme, but this is a bunch that they do a good job of being able to lock it down on defense as well. It's a case of which we also wind up having with the Pelicans, really the best under team out there in the NBA. If you combine the two playing games that we wound up seeing, 50 unders is just 34 over. So that is something that I think winds up coming into play a little bit more here. And that's why we've seen a little bit of a dive with regards to the total as well. This has went down from the opener in a lot of spots of 228 to or like 225, 225 and a half. So people certainly have been taking note of that. But you do take a look at this Phoenix Suns team. I think that's going to be a little bit too much for them now or too much for the Pelicans to be able to match up with now. 10 and a half, that's a little bit of an aggressive number. Once again, much like with the Milwaukee Bucks, I would say you wind up taking a look at this in-game. You take a look to see, all right, is there a case in which maybe you'd wind up playing more like six, seven points with the Phoenix Suns, be able to reduce that number a little bit more, causes your sweat to be a little bit easier. I think that that would be massive in this one, but I mean, Devin Booker, one of the best knockdown shooters that you're able to find in all of basketball. A guy that was able to average right around 27 points per contest was a relatively consistent workhorse for the team. If you're looking for the guy that wanted being able to play every single game for the team, Mikael Bridges. I mean, you just don't see it in this day and age. A guy actually play and start all 82 games in an NBA season. So a lot of credit where credit is due for him. A good glue guy, a guy that's able to do a solid job on the defensive end as well. And you take a look at this Phoenix Suns team, and they just work really well as a unit. DeAndre Aiden, he's able to control things down low. You've even got JaVale McGee, who, I mean, I recognize that JaVale McGee is not necessarily a guy that a lot of people have a lot of reverence for, but he's able to come in. He's able to know his role. Cameron Johnson, he does a good job of being able to fill in as well. And then when it comes to just having Chris Ball be able to dish out the ball, he's absolutely magnificent. Wound up having that bad series against the Milwaukee Bucks last season, but you've got to feel like all the motivation in the world is going to be on his side. I think that this is a Phoenix Suns team that is on a mission to prove that last year's run was not a fluke, and I think that they've done a good job of that thus far, and I think that they're going to continue to be able to finish off the deal. We'll be looking at this a little bit more in-game, and I do like a little bit more of an under as well. And coming up next, we are going to be joined by the spread of PD himself, Jason Weingarten, right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Compete for cash, even if you're not an expert, with the FTX Playoff Prediction Challenge. Join the 16 part prediction pool series and play for your share of $80,000 in total cash prizes with the Playoff Hoops Predictions. Head over to DraftKings.com/FTX now 
to get on the action. FTX, the number one pick for crypto. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. As it is a great Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And great to be joined by Jason Weingard. You're able to follow him on Twitter at Spreadopedia. He also has his own podcast here on the network, The World of Weingarten. You're able to catch that wherever you find your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, list goes on and on. And Jason, great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. How's it going? It's going great. And Jason, I know that you, much like myself, absolutely love the baseball season. And when it comes to early season betting, because we're here in the first two weeks of the season, do you have a little bit of a different approach than you would in, say, the summer months, June, July, what have you, since obviously things a little bit different this season with the condensed spring training? You know, I think uh, early in the season, my volume is slightly lower on sides and totals, mostly because I'm just trying to kind of get my head around what's going on as opposed to just jumping in on everything. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been pretty consistent for me the first nine, ten, ten days so far. Um, haven't gone overboard and had, had a massive day of volume yet. But, uh, you know, so far, been been pretty interesting. Yep, it certainly has been. And what I've been noticing a lot of as well, and we're seeing it here once again today, unders are just hitting like wildfire here in the MLB. As of the games that we wound up seeing towards the early PM hours, about 59.5% of games for the MLB season have wound up going under the total. And that's typically an approach I like to take as well, just because you do wind up having cooler climates out there in the Midwest, Northeast part of the country, balls that typically would be out of the yard in June, July. They sometimes wind up dying at the warning track. Is this something that you wind up taking note of as well? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely noticed that, that there have been uh, some, some more unders than I would be used to lately. And a lot of it for me, I think, has to do with the ball and the, the fact that every stadium is now using a humidor supposedly to uh, you know keep, keep the balls a little more, more dense and keep them in play uh, this year. So, so the ball does seem to be slightly more uniform across the league, which was not the case before. Yeah, but I think that that is a very important note as well, because when it comes to so many of these ballparks, the conditions, they very much lend themselves to over slash unders in spots as well. I remember the good old full of life park. When the wind was blowing in, you actually had yourself a very nice under ballpark. And when it wasn't, things could wind up getting a little bit out of hand. But how important is it to take a look at these ballpark dimensions, these ballpark factors in general? Because I always find that this is one of the hardest things to really gauge. But if you're able to gauge it correctly, you're able to find some just massive trends throughout the season. Yeah, I mean, it's always important. It's important to know the, the park factors and, and the weather and the wind. Uh, wind, obviously, being probably the most important. But, uh, you know, I, I do think you, you get in a, a situation early where you're like, oh, there's so many unders, so many unders. If you just start blindly betting unders, I think you're going to end up having a bad time. Uh, there will, you know, the, the totals will adjust, um, you know, and it, it won't stay this way for very long, I don't think. Nope. I mean, you even take a look at the NBA first month of the season. 60% of games wound up going under the total. And at the end of the regular season, you had more overs than unders. So bookmakers, they do a great job of being able to adjust. Not a case where you wind up blindly bet unders. If you see an under that you like, obviously take it. But if you are really unsure of a play, don't wind up putting in the under because, well, 60% of games have went under. Let's continue the trend. That's not the way that you want to be going about it. To say the least, as we've got Jason Weingarten right here on the Greg Peterson Experience. And Jason, when it comes to 
anything that you want to placing before the season. I think that one that you were in on was C.J. Abrams to be able to win Rookie of the Year, which I think that that's an intriguing one. Is there any other future bets that right now you're going to be tracking throughout the season? Yeah, I have a, a huge portfolio of, future, of futures for uh, baseball. And obviously the biggest, the biggest one I have this year is Shohei Otani to win MVP again. And I thought it was actually crazy. You get some over adjustments very early in the season, the first 10 or 15 games. And uh, the Westgate actually went to six to one on Otani for MVP when the highest he was before the season preseason was four to one. So um, I was a little shocked after only six games or eight games to see, you know, almost a 50% higher price on Otani from what the pre uh, preseason, you know, best, best prices on the market were. Uh, six to one, you know, I think, I think they finally adjusted down to five to one earlier tonight. They might've adjusted it again, but uh, all it took was three home runs and two games to, to put him back, you know, in the race. And I think, I think people, a lot of times are very, uh, you know, they, they get really excited about the first thing they see, like Steve Kwan, for example, he dropped from a hundred to one to 60 to one to, to five to one. And there's, there's no you know world where where Steve Kwan is actually five to one in the rookie of the year race. Just that that's the first thing people saw and they had to go bet it. So there's there's a lot of value out there right now if you shop around. Like Francisco Lindor is six to one for NL MVP at the Westgate. He's still like twenty one to one at BetMGM. So so there's a lot of numbers out there if you if you like to shop right now. Uh, people people really get excited about the first thing they see. And a lot of the stuff that happens in April, we won't even remember in two, three months, let alone the end, end of the year when the votes are actually being uh, being tallied. Oh, I'm right there with you because it's a case in which if you're looking to scale the MLB to what you'd see in the NFL, NFL, obviously, these teams wind up playing 17 games. You now have 18 weeks. Pretty much we're through one week and then like maybe the Thursday night football game of week number two in the NFL. So it's still very, very early in the process. These, these are 162 game seasons. So I am in total agreement with you there. And when it comes to the small sample size that we've seen, I don't think that you should be going out there making any sort of quantum moves on teams. If you were high on the Milwaukee Brewers, you thought that they should win the NL central. It's not one of these cases in which now you should be having them like fourth place in the national league central or anything like that. But with that said, has there been any teams here in the first eight, nine games of the season that maybe they've shown you something that you weren't necessarily expected, whether that be to the positive or the negative? Yo, uh, two teams that I've, I've liked early, one that I expected to like and one that I did not expect to like before the season. The uh, Colorado Rockies have been playing fairly well so far. And obviously it's, it's one of those things where, like you said, you just can't really take much away from 10, 10 games on the schedule or nine games, whatever we've played so far. But they, they've played well at home, and you know the Rockies won 48 games. They went 48 and 33 at home last year. So if they could slightly improve, improve that road record, uh, I think they're actually you know borderline playoff team if they can uh, win a couple more games on the road. And then the team that I didn't expect to like is the Oakland A's, who I've been betting frequently this first couple uh, first couple games of the season. And you know today they won at like you know plus 190 and. I'm back on them tomorrow. It's over two to one. So getting some good prices with the A's every day, as long as you're not really uh, comparing the lineups to whoever they're playing and hoping you're getting a good, uh, good value there. I'm right there with you with the Oakland A's as well. 
They have won as at least a plus 165 underdog and now five out of their last seven games. I have been backing them as well. And I think that this is one of those cases where with the Oakland A's, certainly they don't have the big names of past years. Matt Olson is gone. They trade Shamanaya away before the season winds up starting. But how much do you wind up putting into a front office that just knows what the heck they're doing, like the Oakland A's, as opposed to some of these front offices, like I'm looking at you, the LA Angels, that every single year it feels like their splash signings don't wind up coming to the forefront. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, I've I've complained a lot about Moneyball and how I think the A's, you know, are doing a disservice to their fans having the same payroll in 2022 as they did in 1993. But they just go out there and compete and perform. And regardless of, of what I think of, of the restrictions that ownership gives the front office, the, you know, you can't really argue that the players don't go out there and compete regardless of, you know, the, the tradings of the Matt, Matt Olsons and the Matt Chapmans and the starting rotation every year. They, they just go on without missing a beat. So, you know, you're getting big prices there. I think they've... Uh, They've rewarded backers very, uh, very well to start the season. And then, like I said, the Rockies, the Rockies have uh, paid off relatively well uh, for me to start the year. And I look forward to backing them, continuing to back them, too. I'm right there with you. And Jason, we got about 45 seconds left. Is there a game or two for Sunday that you really have starred, whether it be from a betting perspective or just want to see a little bit more in general? I, I got I got Oakland tomorrow, and if you hold on one second, I can tell you what else I bet. I bet the uh, Rockies over 11. I bet the Twins under 10, Twins Red Sox under 10, and I think I have one more game. Let me see if I could find it. Um, the fourth game, oh, Tigers plus 115 against, uh, what's that, the, the Royals tomorrow? Yep, they are playing the Royals tomorrow. That's going to be the Anderson-Hernandez matchup, and that should be a good one. And Jason does a great job over here at VSIN for us taking a look at the game of baseball. Did a great job with the baseball betting guide. And Jason, great to get you aboard tonight. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Look forward to talking to you again. Jason is a wealth of baseball knowledge. Great to get him on today. And coming up next, we're going to take a look at some of the trends that we've gotten from this early baseball season right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, hey stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NFL Draft is right here in lovely Las Vegas, and we'll have extensive coverage, including mock drafts from Matt Humans, who we all know his great work over here at the network, Michael Lombardi, a former NFL GM. He's given his analysis. You've got Vicenos, Mike Pritchard, who was a first-round pick back in the day, Sean King, who was a second-round pick back in the day, and a Super Bowl champion. They will give you insights on what you can all bet on. And then we've got the legend, Brent Musburger, voice of the Las Vegas Raiders. He's going to be giving his draft best bets in our NFL Draft betting guide. Sign up today and you'll be able to get full access to VEASAN through the NFL Draft for just $19. That is at VEASAN.com slash spring. As it is a Greg Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And a big thanks to Jason Weingarten. Does a great job over here at the network. And he's got his own podcast, The World of Weingarten. You're able to find that wherever you get your podcast. Big shout out to him for coming on the show. And big thanks to everyone behind the scenes who make that possible. And just do a great job with the show in general. You've got Nick who does all the technical directing for the show. He keeps everything in line. Why Tom check is the man that's holding it down as a producer tonight, making sure everything runs smoothly. I always talk about how every hour of Eason that is posted up online. That would be our man, Oliver that is in charge of that. He always does a great job there. And then Mikhail gets me set up with regards to audio. So that way I'm sounding the best that I can. So all these guys, they put in absolutely amazing work. I work with the best in the business. So big thanks to them. And now let's take a look at what we've all been seeing with regards to some MLB trends. So though, though some of these are going to probably be changing just a little bit because we've got, we've got a few games that are still in progress as we've got, as a matter of fact, three games that have yet to go final right now. The Yankees and the Orioles are doing battle and Yankees just wanted throwing the last pitch. They wind up getting it done. Five to two. The Yankees get the win as Cedric Mullins got a home run early in the game for the Baltimore Orioles. And Tyler Wells, the starter, wound up going four scoreless innings. And then the Orioles bullpen 
gave up five. So Yankees are able to cover the run line and the total winds up going under, which that's actually the biggest trend that I was going to point out with regards to the segment, what we've all been seeing out of the Baltimore Orioles this season. They are now 0-7-1 to the over. They've had one push, seven unders, and they have yet to hit an over this season. So if you're looking for a good under team, Baltimore Orioles are a place to look in. I think that there's a little bit of an explanation to this. You'll notice that with regards to Camden Yards, they wind up being able to push back left field by about 20 or so feet, give or take a little bit. That has caused for a lot of balls that typically would have went yard last season to stay within the ballpark. And that has also hurt these hitters as well, as you've got a Baltimore Orioles team that they haven't necessarily been able to get as much power as they did last season. It's been a case of which guys like Trey Boom Boom Mancini have not been able to go yard. Cedric Mullins, he's had a pair of home runs for the team thus far, but he's really been the only guy that's been able to put solid bat to ball. You've been having a bunch of guys not necessarily do a great job of being able to get on base. And the starting pitching hasn't been terrible with the Baltimore Orioles. Bruce Zimmerman in his first start looks solid. John Means, you know what you're going to be able to get there. Tyler Wells, he tonight wanted delivering a good start. Now the bullpen is terrible. You want no part of this Baltimore Orioles bullpen because they gave up all five runs tonight. When you're relying upon guys like Paul Fry, I mean, Cionel Perez, for instance, that is not a place where you want to be whatsoever. I mean, having those guys decide your tickets, gosh, that's not great. But that said, Baltimore Orioles have yet to play in over the season. In terms of other games that we've got going on, by the way, we wound up seeing this one just winding up going final as well. The Colorado Rockies, they get it done against the Chicago Cubs. 9-6 to six of final. This one as Mark Leiter Jr. lit this game on fire. Three and a third innings. Winds up giving up seven runs, so that was a little bit of an issue. And we wind up seeing our first score of the game out there in Los Angeles as Dodgers in the bottom of the sixth inning currently lead the Cincinnati Reds by a count of two to zero. Trey Turner down for what? Winds up getting his first home run of the season. That winds up coming off of Hunter Green. Solid start here for Hunter Green. He winds up giving up that home run, but that's all they wanted giving up two runs over the course of five and a third innings. Only thing is, Julio Rios, he winds up pitching five scoreless innings, wound up being at 65 pitches and got pulled. So for the second time this year, the LA Dodgers wound up removing a guy who, or he did, he gave up a hit. Okay. I thought that they had pulled a guy with a no hitter for the second time in literally a week, and I was about to lose it. That would have been really, really bad, but Arias pulled a little bit earlier than you probably would like to see, but five innings, he winds up giving up one, and Evan Phillips from there has given you a scoreless setting, but that's where we stand right now with regards to this game, and then we've got one other one that is going on as well as it's been a relatively strange night of baseball thus far, and for the Houston Astros, they are currently in the lead against the Seattle Mariners, and looks like this one just wound up going final, and it did, 4-0. to zero. Houston Astros, they wind up being able to get it done as Justin Verlander, he winds up going eight scoreless innings at 87 pitches, and Hector Neres had to come in to try to close this thing out. He was able to do so. For Chris Flexen, not a bad start here. Gives up three runs over the course of six innings. Martin Maldonado, they will give you a home run, but absolutely nothing doing for these Seattle Mariners on offense. Three hits, no runs, so that is a dead bit of an issue for them. And you take a look at these teams with regards to over and under rate, and it's been a Houston Astros team that They've now become one of the better under teams out there in all baseball. They've played six unders and two overs with what we see now. Houston Astros, team that has been a little bit banged up this season. Jordan Alvarez currently out due to COVID-19. And I think a lot of people are not necessarily giving as much credit as they should 
to the fact that this Houston Astros team has a really good rotation. Luis Garcia is someone that I expect big things from this season. You took you take a look at Justin Verlander. He's back. He went eight shutout innings tonight. His first start, he wound up giving up, I believe it was two runs in six innings against the LA Angels. So he is back. He is in full force. And those are the sorts of things that you do want to be taking a look at with regards to some of these teams. And you take a look at the top over teams in baseball right now. And ironically enough, your top three teams with regards to overrate, all in the National League Central. Cincinnati Reds, five overs, two unders, and a push now. That could be changing with this LA Dodgers game. That would probably send them to 5-3-1 and one if this winds up continuing. But they've been a good over team. The Pittsburgh Pirates, because they have no pitching whatsoever. Four overs, two unders, and two pushes. And then the St. Louis Cardinals, four overs, two unders, and a push. The only reason why they wound up having an under today is because the Milwaukee Brewers couldn't wind up doing anything whatsoever. But they're going to be an intriguing team to take a look at. And speaking of the Brewers, if you're looking in terms of the run line, so whether you've been able to cover a run and a half, or if you're getting a run and a half, being able to cover that, Brewers right now the most disappointing team in all of baseball, two and seven with regards to the run line. So that has been a little bit brutal to take a look at. And for the Brewers, really, if you're looking to lay a run and a half with this team for the remainder of the season, you're going to be playing a very dangerous game because it's a Brewers bunch that they just don't have the offense to be able to win games by multiple runs too much. The pitching is going to come around for the team. Even what we wound up seeing today, Adrian Hauser, he winds up going a little bit north of five innings. He gave up one run. Bullpen from there winds up giving up one run. They did their part. You've got Devin Williams and Josh Hader out there in the bullpen. You know what to expect there, but you take a look at this lineup, and these guys just don't have any power whatsoever, and they are currently inning as a collective 8-2-10 with five home runs. No guy winds up having multiple home runs for the team. Christian Yelich. He's looked a little bit closer to his MVP form this year than he has in years past, but I don't think we're ever going to see what we wound up seeing out of 2018 Christian Yelich ever again. William Thomas, who was a big acquisition for the Brewers last season, this season hasn't necessarily been able to do a lot for you. You take a look at their top player with regards to hits, and it's 87-year-old Andrew McCutcheon. That is not a recipe for success here in 2022 Major League Baseball. We've been noticing it a lot. I was talking about it with Jason Weingart, the fact that you're seeing quite a few unders in general. And look no further than the Arizona Diamondbacks, who heading into the day, they were running as a collective a buck 35. And because they wound up going 9 of 36 in their win against the New York Metropolitans, they're now winning as a collective, I'm not even kidding here, a buck 53. Now, it is a case in which, oh yeah, it is early. No way fans are what's about it, but with the Arizona Diamondbacks, do we have any faith that? This offense is necessarily going to be one that is going to be rambunctious this year. I certainly don't think so because their leader in home runs returning from last year, Ketel Marte. He wound up having 14 home runs last season. I don't know if they wind up having a single guy reach 20 this season. I mean, Seth Beer, he wound up having that walk-off home run against the San Diego Padres, but it's a very rough state of affairs for that team. And you take a look at some of these teams that have been able to just make you the most money in general. We were talking about it. But Jason Weingarten needed a great job of being able to lay the things out for this team a little bit earlier. And he, he was talking about what we've been able to get out of the Oakland A's. This is a team that in five out of their last seven games have cashed as at minimum a plus 160 underdog. So even though they're only five and four straight up, which five and four straight up, if you're getting relatively decent prices, should be able to profit a little bit more there, even though it is a money line sport. But you take a look at what they, you've been able to get with them being able to cash all these plus money tickets. And it's led to them being 
a very, very profitable team. Meanwhile, if you'd have like, for instance, the LA Dodgers being five and four, you'd actually be down a lot of money. So I think that that is something that is very important to take a look at it. It is important to be able to break down these games as well. Coming up next, we're going to be taking a look at a lot of the Major League Baseball games that we're going to be seeing on Sunday, and we're going to be tracking this last game that we've got between Dodgers and Reds as well. That's up next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.